Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. It is that time. Finally here. Hey, I want to encourage you to um, go ahead and make sure you invite someone to come out. We have eight services across all of our locations. Cumberland County, three services, five services in EHT starting tonight at 6.30. It's going to be an incredible, incredible, incredible weekend. Listen, if you don't have anything to do between tonight and tomorrow, if you have a dinner at 6.30, come out and don't just come out and join us. But if you can, help us serve on a team tomorrow, 1 o'clock, uh, 2.30. I'm sorry, no, 1 o'clock, 2.45, 4.30, uh, We still need all the help we can get. So if you are not currently serving, reach out to your team lead and say, you know what? I thought I wasn't going to be available, but I am going to be available for the one o'clock service. What can I do to help serve, to bring hope to somebody in this season? It's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. And then on Sunday morning, Sunday morning, we're going to be online only. So make sure you get the word out to everyone. All right. We're going to be online only on Christmas Day. That way you get to share uh, an incredible time with your family and worship with your family. So gather your family and listen, it's going to be a Sunday like no other. And here's why. Not only did we, uh, are we doing an incredible, incredible, incredible online Christmas service. I am so proud of our production team and our worship team. Um, but uh, it's going to be out offered, hear me. There's going to be a service live every hour on the hour from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. Every hour on the hour from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. So hear me, there is no reason, no reason why you cannot gather your family on Christmas Day to worship and celebrate the birth of Jesus, which is the very reason that we get to gather in person and worship and uh, serve Jesus at all. Amen? Amen. So make sure you take advantage this weekend to not only participate in our Christmas services, but to gather and Invite people, invite people, man. We are so excited about the season of what God is doing. We're already getting so many people um, that are in, that are coming out. In fact, Pastor Brendan was sharing a story with us yesterday of a woman who goes to his gym 
who he thought would never, ever, ever step foot in the church. And she went up to him yesterday and she said, Hey, Pastor, hey, Brendan, I'm going to be coming to your church. I've got my dress ready and I can't wait to be there on Friday at 6.30. Come on. There's going to be people who are far from Jesus that would never step into a church that are coming into our church and we get to be a part of it. Amen. All right. Titus, Titus chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. Um, and let me pull it up on my computer because this is easier. Titus chapter three, verses three through seven. If you aren't there, go ahead and get there now. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. Okay. NIV version. Once I have it pulled up on my computer here. All right, Titus chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. Okay, you know what? Let's start with verse 1 and go from there. Okay, I like this. It starts off, well, first of all, let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for what you're going to do this weekend. God, we thank you that because you came in the form of a baby, we now can even do soap. We now have access to your word. God, we thank you for the salvation that you provided in the most unexplainable way. The virgin birth of Jesus through Mary. God, we just thank you for the wonder and the amazing, amazing Christmas story and everything that we gather and learn from it, God. I pray that as we gather in this moment to read your word, God, that you would speak to us, that you would make things clear, that you would give us wisdom and things that we can practically apply to our lives so that we can honor and glorify you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Okay, I love Titus. I love this because uh, I don't know if you have the NIV version, but if you do, it, it, there's a subtitle there that says, Saved in Order to Do Good. Saved in Order to Do Good. Titus chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 1. And it says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having hope of eternal life. I want to continue with verse 8. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God 
may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Come on. Come on. I love at the very beginning. That's why Titus says, remind the people to be subject to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Come on. The reason why uh, Paul writes this to Titus is because that is the very nature and character of Jesus. Jesus came in the form of a baby in a Christmas season when nobody expected him to come at a most unexpected time when everything seemed dark and hopeless. The people were under the rule and reign of uh, the Roman Empire, which is not what they thought they would be under, right? They thought they would be this glorious kingdom and uh, it's 400 years and they haven't heard a word from God. They've had no king. They're subject to the rule of Rome and Titus. And it's no different, right? The Christians uh, who were scattered all over the place after the death and resurrection of Jesus are subject to the rulers. And he says, hey, I want you to be subject to rulers or author and authorities to be obedient and to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one. To be peaceable and considerate and always to be gentle toward everyone. Why? Because this was the very character of Jesus from the time that he was born to the time he gave up his life on the cross. He was gentle. He was peaceable. He was considerate. Even in his abuse, as people are mocking him on the cross, saying, hey, if you are the son of God, if you are truly the son of God, save yourself, take yourself off of the cross. And what did he say to them? And what did he pray? He said, God, forgive them for they know not what they do. There was no one more good. There was no one who slandered less. There was no one more peaceable. There was no one more considerate. There was no one who was as gentle as Jesus was at all times. And we are called to be just like our Savior Jesus, to slander no one, to do, to be ready to do whatever is good, to be obedient even unto death, to be peaceable among all men, to be considerate of not just ourselves, but to be considerate of others and to put others first and to be gentle towards everyone. There is nothing worse than a person who considers themselves a Christian and declares themselves to be a Christian that does not exemplify the character of Jesus Christ himself, right? That is our mission. That is our goal. That is our purpose here on earth is to be the mere image of Jesus, not just in our words, but in our deeds and in our conducts, right? To be gentle, to be considerate, to be peaceable, right? And so he continues in verse three, at one time, at one time, we too were foolish. At one time, we had a reason for our bad behavior. At one time, we had a reason for our bad conduct. At one time, we had a reason for our bad character. At one time, we had a reason for not being considerate, for not being peaceable, for not being gentle. And that is that we were foolish. We were disobedient. We were outside of the will of God, right? We were deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We were deceived and enslaved 
by the power of darkness, by the things of this world, by the curse of sin in our lives, right? The passions of the flesh, the power, the passion of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, right? And, and, and the pleasures of this world. He says, we lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. That was our old life. That was the life before Jesus. That was the life before the resurrection power in our lives. That was the life before Emmanuel, God with us, came and dwelt among us and is dwelling among us now in our lives, in our hearts, in our spirit, right? But he says, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, but when Jesus came into our lives, when Jesus appeared in our lives, when Jesus appeared in our world, when he brought salvation into our hearts, when he brought hope into our hearts, when he brought peace into our life, when he brought everything his kingdom had to offer into our lives, when we had that encounter with Jesus, when we had that revelation of Jesus, when we received his power into our lives, things have to change. The moment we encounter Jesus, things have to change. Our life has to change. Our character has to change. Our faith has to change. Our, our, our conduct has to change. Our words have to change. Why? Because the moment the Spirit of God enters into our lives, it creates this desire for His will, this desire for His purpose, this desire to be different because the kingdom of God is different. The character of God is different. And we cannot dwell in light but function in darkness. Right? We cannot experience Jesus. Anyone who's ever encountered Jesus in the Bible left different. Anyone who's ever encountered Jesus in the Bible was impacted. That is why the very moment right? When the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appears through salvation, right? He says, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, but not because of righteous things we had done. This ain't got nothing to do with us. This ain't got nothing to do with how pretty you are, how beautiful you are, how smart you are, how good you are, how much tithe you put in the, in the envelope, right? This doesn't have nothing to do with how generous you are. And listen, those things are all great. It's good to walk in righteousness. It's good to live holy. It's good to be generous. It's good to give. It's good to be faithful with your tithing. The 10% that you get in, the moment you get it in and you get your first fruits to Jesus, those things are all great. But the salvation that Jesus has provided has nothing to do with you. And it has everything to do with his love, his mercy, his grace, his kindness that he has towards us. It has everything to do with his power. We could not save ourselves. And that is the very reason he had to come in the form of a child to die a gruesome death that we deserve to die so that we could have an eternal life that we do not deserve to have. It was his mercy. It was his grace. He says, not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. Come on, are you grateful for his mercy? Are you grateful for his mercy? Man, I tell you what, I think of the song Amazing Grace. 
that saved a wretch like me. You know, Paul, Paul would say, I was the worst of sinners. I was the worst of sinners. It was the mercy of God. And I am so grateful in this Christmas season for his mercy. I am so grateful for his mercy. And thank you, Jessica, that's true. The Bible says his mercies are new each and every single day. Every single day. We can run to his mercy every single day. He says, not because of righteous things we had done, verse 5, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Come on. The salvation, sanctification, which as I have stated before, sanctification is the process by which Jesus makes us more like him. Sanctification is the Christian word to say it is the process by which God makes us more like him, right? That sanctification process, how God makes us more like him is by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we don't have to worry about changing ourselves. What we do is we surrender our lives to Jesus and we say, God, here's my life. I don't know how to walk this thing out. I don't know how to live this thing out. I don't know how to make this thing right. But I know that not only do you have the power to do it, but you will do it. So here's my life. You do with it as I as you will. And I know that you will make me more like you. And as we live a life of surrender unto him and we say, God, I surrender to you. You can have it all. You can do whatever you want. Jesus, by the power of his Holy Spirit, renews us makes us new through the power of rebirth and renewal. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he makes us more and more like him in Jesus, Jesus name. Verse six, he says, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our savior. Generously. We serve a generous God, which is why we have to find out in this season, search for ways to be generous in this season. And one of the ways that you can do that is, hey, we have the Christmas hope and peace offering this season. Our entire mission over the next couple weeks is to receive a, a financial giving so that we can bring practical hope, spiritual hope, and future hope in this region. Amen. So very practical way to be generous is to be faithful with your tithes and your offering. And to pray about how you can be a blessing this in this season. Amen. Verse 70 says, so that, okay, so he poured out his Holy Spirit upon us generously, meaning he withheld nothing. He withholds nothing. Everything his spirit and his kingdom has to offer, God pours out on us through the salvation, uh, through the Savior Jesus. And verse 70 says, so that having been justified by grace justified means made right with god given right standing meaning that we can now stand before god uh, as righteous justified right justified having been justified by his grace right the bible says that it is not by uh it's not by 
uh, our power. Uh, the salvation comes by grace through faith so that no man would boast, right? So this work of salvation, this work of sanctification, this process of salvation is offered to us by his grace. It is not earned. It is not something that we can do in on ourselves. It is not something that we can earn on ourselves. He does this. It is a gift. It is a gift. Salvation is a gift given to us by grace through faith. We so that we might become heirs, heirs, that we might become heirs, having hope of eternal life. Man, it is because of Christmas, because of Christmas, because He came, that we have a hope of eternal life. So that, verse eight, this is where we're going to close. This is a trusty, trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things. This is of utmost importance. This is what Paul's saying. I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So all of this, right? All of this, Paul says, I want you to stress all of this for the sole purpose so that those who have trusted in God, that's you and me, you and me, those of us who have trusted in God would be careful to devote ourselves to doing what is good in this Christmas season, in these next couple of days, tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, we have an opportunity throughout the end of this year to devote ourselves, not just to the end of this year, but every single day of our lives, to devote ourselves to doing what is good. And what is good? Good is being patient. Good is being kind. Good is being considerate. Good is being gentle to everyone. Good is being generous. Good is being serving. Good is being humble. Good is being loving. Good is inviting people to experience and encounter the love, mercy, and power of Jesus. Good is serving the church. Good is loving, walking, talking, breathing, hugging, serving like Jesus would serve. Our mission and our purpose is to devote ourselves to doing what is good because we serve a God and a Savior, a King and ruler who devoted himself to doing what is good, even unto death. Amen? Amen. Come on. Let's get excited. It's going to be an incredible, incredible weekend. I'm excited already. I'm fired up even now. It's 6.22 in the morning, but I am fired up about what God is going to do starting at 6.30 tonight and then tomorrow in all four of our location, or I'm sorry, all four of our services in EHT, all two of our services in Cumberland County and tonight in Cumberland County as well. So, hey, I can't wait. Make sure you're there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Um, Lord, that you set the example for us. God, that you came as a child and you lived this peaceable, gentle, considerate life. You walked this thing out 
and you painted the picture for us so that then we could mimic and copy and exemplify everything that you have done for us. The mercy that you demonstrate to us. The grace that you give us. The generosity that you've demonstrated by pouring out your spirit upon our lives. In a generous way where you withhold nothing from us, God. And that's what makes you so, so good. That you withhold nothing from your children. That we are heirs to Christ Jesus. That everything you have to offer, you freely give to us, God. And so we're just so grateful in this season. Would you help us, reveal it to us, show us, encourage us, nudge us, God. Check our spirits. Help us to hear your voice. Inspire us to be devoted to doing what is good. So that we could bring your kingdom to this earth. And people who are far from Jesus could know what it is to walk in your grace, to walk in your truth, to walk in your power, to walk in your light. God, we pray for our services starting tonight and tomorrow. God, would you move in a way that only you could move? God, would you show up and show off? God, would you change lives, deliver, heal, set free? God, I pray that this weekend would be a weekend to remember for ages. God, I pray that attendance records would be broken. I pray that salvation records would be broken. I pray, I pray, God, that there would not be one hand that does not go up over this next weekend. This weekend, uh, if they need salvation, God, I pray that people would not wait. That they would make the decision to follow you, to put their trust in you. And God, I can't wait for the revival that we're going to see spark up from this Christmas season. God, I pray for the new year. We're coming into an end of the 2022. That God, as we come to an end, uh, that we would uh, pray, seek your face, and get ready for what is to come in 2023. That we would leave old things behind. God, I pray that you would reveal to us what are those things. What are those things that we need to leave behind in 2022 as we come into 2023? God, we love you. And we are so grateful for you and what you've done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, also, do not forget January 8th, worship night. And January 9th, we are kicking off our Daniel Fast it's going to be incredible. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. If you haven't done so already, you're going to get an email today from Fusion Church with the graphics to post. Download the graphics to post um, and share on your social media plat platform. Do us a favor. Share all of the information that you can, not only about what God has done in your life, but also of everything we're doing at, at uh, Fusion Church. You have no idea how helpful that is. And, and getting the word out. So, hey, we love you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you all at 630 tonight. We'll see you. God bless you guys. Have a great day.